This is Nerding Daily. We're back. We're going to talk about Once Upon a Time in the West. Nope. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Holly- in Hollywood. In Hollywood. There we go. Is there three dots, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I never noticed. Yeah. Good attention to detail there. <laughs> but this is Robert and James. Yep. We are missing Josh. Yeah. We miss Josh. But he, uh, he'll be back. He's just busy. Better be back. Yeah, he will. He'll be back. <laughs> Josh, you're listening. Better. <laughs> so we... I saw we both saw the movie on Tuesday, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah, I rushed after work, and man, that's that's never fun. No, we ended up being 15 minutes late because oh, we were waiting. Not bummer. not waiting, not late because of the drive time. Like right after work, mm-hmm. it was 15 minutes of waiting to get popcorn. No, so, uh, oh bummer. Yeah, because people can't get their crap straight. But anyway, well, you weren't the only one. It was funny because the theater that Jack and I went to. I would say about 13 people were late coming in. Really? Yeah. And it was kind of annoying because uh, I would say three of them came during the previews, like in our row. And that always bugs me. It's like, get here before the previews. I'm sorry. See, we got there during the previews, which eh, I'm okay with that. It's once movie started. I don't want to miss anything. Well, and that's what happened. Like the movie started and then like all of a sudden these other people start showing up and there's all this moving around. I'm like trying to focus. Yeah. I'm getting like agitated and I don't know. I, I just didn't appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, it, okay. The movie's what? Three hours? Three hours. Yeah. Okay. So not even like an hour and a half in. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just the mental game of, Oh, this is three hours. It's three hours. People. And I won't name names are getting up to go to the bathroom already. <laughs> it's like you went to the bathroom before the movie. See, I didn't. And Except I had that? to, I had to take a you pee rushed, break. Cause you rushed. Yeah, but I, I I was like a camel. I made it all the way through and no issues. And I snuck in my own water this time, which was completely by accident. Because I've been carrying this water bottle everywhere, mm-hmm. and I just walked it in there, and they didn't even like say a word. The wow. lady looked right at me, and I, I don't know if I have a scary face or what, but she didn't say a word. <laughs> it's not that. It's not. Okay, that. good, good. Do some theaters allow that or what? Because I could have alcohol on there. They don't know. I just have a feeling that they don't care enough. <laughs> they just don't yeah. Care. Oh, that's so funny. Anyways, so what you what was your first impressions? Uh, first impression, it's it's pretty good movie. Pretty good. Um, it's it's on my lower tier of Tarantino movies. It's still fresh in my mind, so that might change over time. But right, yeah. how about you? It was weird when it first started. Like, um, there was a lot of dialogue going on. There was a lot of, a lot of like um, bragging about what films this dude was in and interviews, and it felt kind of like almost like a documentary kind of. You know what I mean? Which I was okay with. Um, so I wasn't sure what to feel. I didn't. I wasn't sure where, what direction this movie was going to go. So um, I went through like a whole spectrum of feelings and uh, wasn't just really sure what or how it was going to end up. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a feeling uh, once they showed the previews and they said that Margot Robbie is going to be playing Sharon Tate and there's going to be a Charles Manson. I was like, ah. Oh. I, they're they're gonna play coy about it, but it's gonna be part of Quentin Tarantino's revisionist history, right? I could tell. Well, I could and, tell. I, and I and it's so funny because I I try to stay away from you know what people and, and normally I don't care about spoilers, but for whatever reason I just didn't have like an interest in reading about this movie beforehand. Oh, I did. I oh, was excited. Did? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I I just kind of like left it alone, you know. Yeah. But uh, I think that helped me like it more later. Um, and I liked, I liked all the different, um, well, gosh, the cast is insane. Yeah. We were just going through that cast list and it's like, oh, wow, that was them. Mm -hmm. 
So that was pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty. And they have Luke Perry too. That was a, I didn't know he was in it. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like, almost like a, I mean, it was cool to see him in something, but it was also kind of a little, uh, would you, how would I put that nicely? It's, it, it's it wasn't uh, posthumous. Yeah. 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 I was just kind of like, oh man. Yeah. But it, it was good to see him. I'm glad that yeah. he, he got to do that before he passed away. Yeah. That's really cool to have, have that, you know, a Tarantino film on your, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> Not that he has to worry about a resume anymore, right. well, but he has he had, he had the experience, right? Right. Which I'm glad. It's he's, a, good, he's a good legacy. He's an underrated actor. You know, I loved him in Fifth Element. Bar- uh, barely in there, but <laughs> yeah. and he was a small part of this movie. Granted, it's three hours, but he true, was still a small true. part. Very true. Um, but the main the main characters, um, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio's um, Rick Dalton, right. yeah, the the main actor of this old TV show, old by their standards even. Uh, called Bounty Law. He's kind of known to be a one-trick pony. He got too big for his britches on this Bounty Law show and decided to go into movies, and then he quickly got typecast into being the bad guy. Right, which is a common thing in Hollywood. I mean, it happens all the time. And that's fine. You know, he kept active, but you could tell it was starting to wear down on him. He was really worried that it's like, this is it, my career's over. And uh, Al Pacino's character wanted him to do these Italian cowboy movies. He's like, that's the bottom of the barrel. Like, that's where he saw his career being done. And they're they're basically like B-movies. I mean, mm-hmm. really. Sometimes cheap knockoffs of, you know, American films. But hey, I would say, if I were him, I would say, you know, work is work. Right. Well, and he, uh, he has a, a really close friend who's uh, Cliff Booth, played by uh, Brad Pitt. That's, he was great. Yeah, and he, he's a stuntman. His... His character, it reminded me a lot of Fight Club, you know, the, the character, just that moxie, you know. Well, and the, just not as intense. The friend that's always hanging around. Right. Helping out even. But he's a much nicer version of Tyler Durden. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> in, in some ways. In some <laughs> yeah. ways. But yeah, he was um, in some ways. Rick's stunt double on Bounty Law, and he kind of yeah. stuck with him even when there wasn't a job. Right. Um, just because... I mean, they said it. They're almost like brothers. Well, he's like paying him to drive for him and stuff. Paying him to drive, trying yeah. to get jobs for him, doing stunt work. Um, he has kind of a creepy past, though. Yeah, that whole uh, he... scene with his wife on the boat. <laughs> yeah, which I wish that they showed more about it, but... It's kind of cool that it's a mystery. Yeah. It's just a rumor, maybe. Yeah, people yeah. don't know, but it's rumored that he killed his wife. The only time that they show... Um, a flashback it's it's still very up in the air they're on this rocky boat she's saying horrible horrible things to him he's drinking and he has a spear gun it's just it's just crazy (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i mean with somebody like that you could tell that he's been through some crap it could go either way right she was a horrible person he might have killed her he might have been you know right to do it it might have been 100 an accident because he's a nice guy he might not have done it right who knows (laughs) Who knows? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's just kind of a funny backstory that they have. And then uh, it's just about these two guys just trying to make it, really. I mean, just trying to get... Uh, trying to stay in Hollywood, stay, you know, famous. Stay Hollywood, stay famous. And then, you know, you got Rick, who's uh, struggling a little bit with alcohol and trying to... He's being a little bit of a perfectionist and and just trying to get things done right and do yeah. the best. Yeah. And there's, there's a great scene with him and... Um, Trudy, um, but she plays a. Uh, oh name. yeah, you're jumping there. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. sorry, sorry. No, no, it's oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Trudy. 
Yeah, she was good. She was good, man. I love that scene. That was uh, the, they're reading their books together. It yeah. <laughs> was yeah. good, dude. That was yeah. so fun. Um, that that was a good scene. Yeah, that was a good scene. The main thing that bothers me about this movie Uh-oh. is the length, and that's part of it that I started to feel. Right. This is not a movie that needed to be three hours, and usually I give Quentin Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino that that brevity. I'm like, oh, okay, he likes to, you know, have dialogue-heavy movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he likes yep. to tell a story. But in this one, it wasn't really the dialogue being the reason for the longer runtime. It kind of seemed like it was padded to me. Mm. That scene with Trudy and Rick, I was like, yeah, like this is a cool conversation between two right. people. It it serves a purpose. But then you go to scenes of like unnecessary exposition. Right. Um, or like there's a lot of scenes of people just driving in cars. Yeah, yeah. Just What was that about? No, you're right. And and, and you know, they used to do that a lot in, in movies back in, in the sixties. Fair enough. Seventies and their 60s. movies weren't three hours. Uh, well <laughs> <laughs> true. Well, I don't know. Some of them most of them were pretty long. I've had to watch I was in a film class and I was surprised how long some of those supposed greats were like gone yeah. with the wind how long oh, is that thing yeah no that's that's pretty close too <laughs> you're like oh man <laughs> yeah no he, but i don't need i true. don't need to see the, all the transitional spots i agree like i yeah. don't need to see them driving somewhere unless there's a and there's no conversation going on they're just listening to music i think yeah i think you know? <laughs> one scene like that serves the purpose of like hey so driving is like a really important deal it's really hip right um For in the time. 60s in los angeles like it was all about the freedom of the open road and being like part of the culturally elite. But did we, et cetera. I mean, part of it served purpose because you had Cliff seeing that one chick a couple times around the neighborhood. That, that makes sense. That's the only one that, but the one where like the director and his girl like constantly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can see that one. It's not yeah, that big there, of a difference. There could be some decent cuts and it would help with the movie, but, um, yeah, so that's kind of the other story that's going on here. Uh, the Cliff and Rick <clears throat> stuff, you know, they're on the outs with Hollywood. But you have Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski that move in next door. Mm-hmm. And since this is 1969 Hollywood, you start to get an idea of, oh, they're going there. The the famous Sharon Tate murder um, by the Manson family. Mm. Um but see, James, you said that you liked Margot Robbie in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- why would you say that exactly? I'm curious. I I, I liked her. Um, well, I mean, she was very flowery for the time. You know, very yeah. lighthearted. Yeah. She went and watched one of her own movies um, in the theater with the people, and I liked that reaction. I liked that take on that. Yeah, no, um, she was still excited. To still excited. Be there. And and then again, she kind of, there's a lot of characters in this movie that feel recycled from other Tarantino movies. Like who? Um, well, her hers for example, because she reminded me of uh, the I don't know the lead blonde and and not the lead blonde, but the blonde in um, Jackie Brown. Wasn't her name Bunny? I think it was Bunny. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love Jackie Brown though. Jackie Brown's a great film, but it's funny how you kept seeing kind of like not cameos, but they were it would like reference all the shadows shadows of the movie yeah. and, I, and i know they always do it with like um red apple cigarettes and yeah i know that it's supposed to be in the same universe and everything i get that but i just think it's cool when you kind of see oh 
how some parts in like some of the movies, uh, 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 Rick, uh, Dalton Maver, like Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> yeah, the flamethrower <laughs> against the Nazis. Yeah. What? Oh, what was that one? <laughs> that one I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Like, it was cool showing yeah. the snippets of the movies and the TV shows. Right, right. Um, but the reason I asked about Margot Mar- Mar- Robbie mm-hmm. is she's a great actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she was underutilized. Oh. There was so many scenes of her in cars driving and you she's didn't always hear the dialogue. Somewhere. Yeah. She's always going somewhere. She, yeah. You couldn't hear her dialogue. It was just drowned out by the music, which I'm like, what's the point of even showing her then? Why is she the third build in this movie? And she has like barely any dialogue. That's true. I mean, yeah. You didn't notice it, that? No, it that was. bugged me. It was very, uh, and, and I, I think part of that, I don't know. I don't know why he, he did that. But she was always going somewhere, it felt like. Yeah. Like, maybe they were just trying to show... They are trying to, like, build you up to how this... Here's this actress, you know, and... Um, but did it make you care? She's young and she's beautiful and, and look how free she is, you know. Yeah. And, and everyone's thinking and knows where this is going to go, you know. That's the thing, think. though. Yeah, yeah. But, but <laughs> everybody knows where it's going to go. So, yeah. in theory, you would be building up a character... Uh, their likeness so if something happens to them like you're that much more bummed out right it's more shocking once if something but, happens to them but they don't really do that they don't build up her character that much other than the playful oh i'm in this movie right yeah and it maybe the re- there's a reason for that maybe he did that on purpose because of the the take that he took like we're seeing her from the outside maybe <laughs> yeah, yeah. from rick and cliff's perspective maybe so maybe. they just see her driving back and forth uh, that I could kind of accept, but it's just it's yeah. choose one or the other. Make her a main character, or make her like just uh, unattainable like feat of New Hollywood. Right? Yeah, I don't know. They kind of went both routes, and it didn't really work for me because I wanted to hear more from her. I wanted to hear that witty Tarantino dialogue <clears throat> from her. It would have been cool if uh, if she had just gone off on somebody about something maybe you know um but yeah there there really was no conflict for her yeah at all i mean she could have just had like a cool conversation about music because she's always dancing to music she was listening to music right um the steve mcqueen who played (laughs) that was creepy that was a little creepy what was the point of that of this <laughs> Damien Lewis. He, Damien Lewis is a good actor. Don't he is get me a good wrong. Actor, yeah. But what was the point of him being in the Playboy Mansion and just talking about the characters? I don't know. So that Sharon Tate, you know, she's bunked up with blah 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 and, and Polanski and, and blah like and Sebring and Polanski. It's like what's the point of that? And what's the, the point of having that character? And he's just waiting for that dude to mess up. Yeah. And then he'll get with her, you know. It was like, almost like a mustache twirling, like, villain. Like, I'll get you, Sharon Tate. It was a villain without a cause type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I don't know. Why? And it didn't do anything. Nothing happened. And once again, why did this need to be in the movie? He's explaining the characters, but we already know the characters. Well, I wonder if... Other than Sebring. And, you know, I I have to wonder that the villain without the cause is, like, common in movies, older movies. You don't see it as much anymore. (laughs) Yeah, but I think there's a reason. (laughs) Yeah, there is a reason. It's 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 once again filling out that extra time. I mean, I think it's very Shakespearean, isn't it? The villain without a cause? Yeah. It's just that, like, one, uh, what do they call him? Instigator. (laughs) 
Yeah, he's an instigator. <laughs> but that that does make me wonder. Um, yeah. James Marsden was actually cut from this movie, oh. and he was going to play Burt Reynolds. Oh, he was. Yes. So would it be another character like that? Another instigator. <laughs> another instigator, or another basically narrator? Right. Because Steve McQueen was just narrating what we as an audience were, were yeah reviewing needing to know or already knew a little bit right um i do wonder what the cuts would have been on on this movie that's already too long good question and actually now the director's cut's gonna scare me uh, i mean i think it'll just be thrown in to deleted scenes the director's cut would probably be four hours oh yeah probably i'm not against long movies for no, the no, no 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 if if there if if I, I see what you're saying, you're 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 saying that there was a lot of unnecessary scenes, unnecessary scenes kept in the movie, mm-hmm. and then who knows what they cut out could right. have been more interesting, you know, more enjoyable possibly. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, that that part stuck out to me as being very weird. It's like uh, Sharon Tate, uh, you know, she actually loves Jay Sebring, but. She's married to Roman Polanski, and they all live together. That Sharon Tate. <laughs> it's like, what? Uh, what? Yeah. And then the other thing that threw me off, I love Kurt Russell. Right. Um, Kurt Russell's great. So his character, who is a stuntman, is not Stuntman Mike. No. From Death Proof. No. But he's another stuntman. Right. But he's also the narrator. Yeah. You have like 50 famous people in this movie, and you couldn't choose a different narrator. Right, you know he should be. He should have been either one. That's both. So true. I think that was kind of silly. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, I kind of love that uh, they had Samuel L. Jackson be the narrator in *Inglorious Bastards*, and it's only like two times in the entire movie. Right, right. But you're like, oh my gosh, Samuel works. Jackson. But it works. Yeah, they could have totally had Samuel Jackson in this. I wish. Well, he's been in three Marvel movies this year. Right. So, so yeah, he true. was busy. A little busy. But somebody else. Somebody else. I mean, even someone else in the cast, like uh, what, Michael Medson, he was barely in it. And, yeah, I mean, you could use him. Yeah, you know? him, um, Scoot McNary, and Clifton Collins Jr. all made very quick cameos. Right, it was very short. And, yeah, I mean, you know who would have been cool actually is the is the oh, what's his name's uh, Sam Elliott because he's got a great voice. He's cowboy, cowboy voice. That would have been perfect. Been, well, well so pe- people might have think it would have been too similar to Big Lebowski. Right, right. That's true. He was a narrator in that. Right, but he, but you're right. But it's been so long ago. It might be enough separation for it. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. For Tarantino, Shoot. maybe. Even maybe. Patrick Stewart's a great narrator. <laughs> he would have been a little too much. <laughs> He's too whimsical. <laughs> and Rick Dalton. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That, that would have been a bit too much. Okay, I take it back. <laughs> oh, you know what would have been cool? Is mm. uh, Christopher Walken. What has he done lately? Nothing. I, I think he's too old. Is he too old to yeah. narrate? I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Um. So, <laughs> what else happens in the story? Um. So, well, Cliff... Remembers the time that, uh, you know, he got a job on set from Kurt Russell and uh, that whole fight where Bruce Lee kind of instigated it. Yeah. Being being a big blowhard and Cliff was just kind of knock 
trying to knock the air out of him and totally kicks his butt. Well, and he's he's waiting for he's like just on standby at this point. Yeah, he's on standby. So, like he doesn't even know if he has a job. He's just yeah. in wardrobe. Right. They just have him kind of like locked and ready and 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 uh Bruce is on the set of Green Hornet mm-hmm. ready to film at any time and of course the uh stuntman character whatever his name is uh Kurt Russell plays. He's I'm going to say stuntman Mike cuz he should have stuntman, stuntman Mike. Mike. That would have been cool. But uh <laughs> or stuntman Dave. Stuntman Dave. But there's no uh, uh there's no similarities to right. stuntman Mike and uh the stuntman that Kurt Russell played in this which kind of bummed me out. Yeah, it was I think his name is Randy that's what it was. Ran- it's just, it was just, it's it just, was just Randy, Randy. But Randy's no. wife is Zoe the one. Is, what's her name? Zoe Bell. Zoe Bell. She's great stunt woman. She's done a lot of things. She was a stunt woman for like hundreds of different things. And she was one of the uh, main actresses in Death Proof. Oh, that's Along crazy. with Kurt Russell. She was the one hanging on the front on the hood. Oh, that's cool. Like she's she's a badass. Um, glorified cameo. You know? Yeah, but yeah, she freaks out because uh, Cliff threw Bruce Lee into her car. Well, and she already <laughs> and hates Cliff aside. to begin with because she believes that he killed his right, wife. Right, right. So yeah, and and that whole that whole scene, I I kind of enjoyed it because um, the character, the guy who plays um, Bruce Lee, what's his name? He's from Inhumans, right? Um, he is. Yeah, he's one of the Inhumans actors. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> um, crap. What's his name? should know this. I'm not seeing it. Mike Moe? Is it Mike Moe? Okay. But anyway, uh, I think he did a great job playing Bruce. I wouldn't mind seeing him in a Bruce Lee. I mean, let's make another Bruce Lee movie. Let's, no, he was know. like perfect. He was, was spot on. Dude, his mannerisms. I mean, it felt like I've seen a lot of Bruce Lee movies and that dude landed it. Man, he landed. He did a great job. And um, I mean, I know this this is fictional. This didn't really happen. And, and you know, I know some people got upset, like Bruce Lee's daughter got upset about it. And really, to be honest with you, it's just a movie. You know, it's 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 it's, it's obviously this fake is history. Well, this is his like revision, yeah. you know. So this movie is like, what if what if Bruce Lee? What if this happened? Yeah. You know, it's like a bunch of guys in an alley talking. What if Bruce Lee did lose one time? We never heard about it. Yeah. A bunch of stuntmen. Yeah. How cool would that have been not to hear about it? You know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know? That's all this says. It, it's d- it didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. And no one's going to believe that that happened anyway. But Because we would all heard about it. You would think so in this day and age especially. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Tarantino likes those takes. But what if you didn't hear about it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if the studio shut it off? Shut it up? Because they didn't want... Bruce Lee can't lose. He's a hero. So, you know... <laughs> So uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of cool, um, and it's a and it's kind of a theme that kind of goes throughout the movie. Things that didn't happen, you know. Very true. And 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 the, and it's about getting the ending we wanted. That's what I think the movie is about. The ending that the whoever is in charge wants, you know. Yeah. That's what it's really about. And mm-hmm. and B movies, B movies save Cliff, or, and they save uh, Rick Dalton for a little bit. <laughs> that is true. That is true. B movies save them. I was talking to a friend, and we were talking about how Netflix is today's B movies. Oh, it is because they'll throw anything yeah. on there. It is, but but you know, people love them. You know, people and 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 when you think about movies over time, how many cult classics were B movies? 
you know, uh, over the span of, you know, time. That is true. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of movies that were really big back in the 30s and 40s and 50s, and you and I don't know what they are, yeah. you know? And then there's some movies that flopped, like one that comes on every Christmas that I absolutely oh, hate. Oh, don't bring that up. But people love it, you know? <sighs> I'm just saying. I'm it's just a saying. wonderful life. <laughs> that was a flop, and now it's a classic just yeah. because... Somebody has to buy the cheap TV rights and throw it up every Christmas. Right. Ugh. It just shows you, though, if you can have a movie who, that is completely terrible, but if you shove it down everyone's throat, every holiday season, whatever that holiday is. People will remember people it. People will remember it, and they'll grow to love it. That is true. <laughs> that is true. It's awful. But it happens. Familiarity. It happens. It happens. So, yeah, at this point... um, um sorry no worries um at this point rick finally gives in decides to do the italian movies and it's only like a six month uh time span but he does like three movies Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh, a couple of like uh guest spots on tv like he, he does a bunch of stuff like very prolific they shoot very fast uh and he brings cliff with him right um this whole time, yeah, uh, Cliff twice now sees this girl uh, that's been, you know, hanging around. Oh, yeah, the, the Los the, Angeles the area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or no, sorry, that was before that, where he, oh, no, that was he before, actually meets yeah, her. That is before. before the jump, sorry. He, he gives her a ride. Yeah, yeah, before the jump, he finally catches up to her, gives her a ride. Um, and very creepily, she has him go to this kind of abandoned um, place where they used to shoot Bounty mm-hmm. Law. Um, and there's all these squatters, all these hippies. And, you know, you know where this is going because it, yeah. it deals with the Manson family. Obviously, this is the Manson family. And they're like, no, we have every right to stay here. And Cliff, like, he just, he's... He's picking out all the holes in their story. Mm-hmm. Because um, he used to know someone who who lived on the on the yeah, ranch. Yeah. yeah. Is it Swan Ranch? What's the name of it? Spawn. Spawn. My bad. Spawn Sorry, Ranch. Guys. Spawn Ranch. Yep. But like everybody's kind of freaked out. There's this outsider. What if he? What if he's a cop? What if he tells the cops? Um, you know, what does he know? They're they're trying to downplay it, but they're still creepy as heck. Right, and and it's a pretty intense situation scene. I mean, they get really like, at first they're like, "Oh, we love him," and you know, and then there's a, they keep flashing back to a chick in a house, and she's like, "Watch him for me," and she's like watching TV. Yeah, and then go get Tex, yeah. and then you know she's barking orders. Yeah, and then it gets to the point where he wants to meet whatever his friend's name was. Was it George? George. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, George "Hey, Spawn. Is George Spawn here, my, my my good old friend George," and like you can't see him; he's napping. So. You as the audience member are like, whoa. Uh, I know it's supposed to bring suspense, but I I was feeling it again where I'm like, why is this scene dragging so freaking long? Oh, they did drag it out. They dragged no, it out. No, they dragged it out and, way too long. And it's the same thing. This girl, yeah. um, played by Dakota Fanning, Squeaky, this creepy little redhead, um, <laughs> she she just keeps saying it over and over. I don't want to make up way of George. Uh, 
I want him to be awake to watch our shows. I hate it when he falls asleep and, and watch our shows. And that's so blah, weird because he's blah. freaking blind. What does she care? Yeah. He can't see the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But she finally lets him in and he sees that it's a pigsty. He sees that it's a mess. Yeah, it's pretty gross. And she keep she says it over and over again. Well, don't bother him. Where is he? Well, don't bother him. He's sleeping. Well, can I just say a quick hello? Well, don't bother him. It's like, oh my gosh. But she doesn't really do anything. She doesn't do anything him. to stop him. And no. then she sits down and watches TV and then she and then she actually tells him what door is. Yeah, finally. And then you have Bruce Dern yeah. playing George. He actually is asleep and the, <laughs> the story actually is true. Which is kind of funny. Actually. Which is kind of funny, but what purpose does it <laughs> no, serve? It serves no purpose. I was annoyed. Like, Why'd you wake me up? I totally, thought it, I totally thought it would have been better if he was dead. <laughs> I mean, that's what they were, that's where they were hinting at. How awful is that? That's what they were hinting at because it's like, why are they being so suspicious about right. all this? Why won't they let him see George? And he actually has given them permission. He actually did give them permission. He's out of it and he's blind. Yeah, he's completely But out. he gave them permission. Yeah. Um, I think he just likes the company. Yeah. <laughs> well. Maybe. Not Cliff's company, but. Right. Um, well, he was touched that Cliff came and. To see him, even though he couldn't yeah, remember who he was. That's what he said. Yeah, I don't know. and then he and then he wanted to go back to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go back to sleep. I like Bruce Dern, but he's yeah, funny. That was funny. That was weird, though. <laughs> it was weird. And then Cliff walks back to his car. The whole family's still watching oh, him and gosh. like taunting him. And uh, that guy cut his tire. Wait, and... what, what was that guy's name again? It's Satan something, <laughs> isn't it? I, I don't straight remember. Satan Dave <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> Straight Staten's David. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. He gets his butt kicked <laughs> by Cliff, and uh, Cliff forces him to put the spare on. He's right, like, and he's on my car. This is my boss's car. <laughs> so you know what that means, yeah. And there's this other n- unnecessary scene too, Which where um, uh, Lena, what was, what was Lena Haley's character? She calls Sunshine over and tells Sunshine to go get Tex. And Tex and is She rides the horse gone. as fast as she can while why, uh, uh, why, uh, Cliff is trying having that guy change the tire. Yeah. And she rides all the way out there. She switches places with Cliff because they're, they're doing some weird... With Tex. With Tex, sorry. Yeah. Uh, they're doing some crazy uh, like touristy like horseback riding thing mm-hmm. to make money, and uh, which is creepy if you think about it. Yeah. And... Um, uh, Text rides as fast as he can, only to see that Cliff's already driving away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's text that ends up. Yeah. Oh, at the later. end. Yeah. yeah. Forgot about that. But yeah, so that all happens, and then the jump six months later right. after the Italian movies. That's right. And um, yeah, you know, Rick is he, he's gained some weight, but he's feeling kind of better about himself. He's like, well, you know, at least I got some work. He's more confidence. He's more. He has more confidence. Um, that's when he takes on the role of the bad guy on this uh, new Western show. Um, and he has the big handlebar, or not handlebar mustache, big mustache, big bushy hair. And he's, he, you can tell he's still kind of losing it. And they're, they're kind of making a different film here too. They're, 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 it's, they're trying to make him look more like a hippie. Yeah. They're trying to new, enter a new era of Western. Yeah. Which is interesting. And he's not sure about it. Yeah, but he yeah. it works. I mean, the first time yeah. he has like the day one jitters, but he knocks it out of the park after that. Right. He yeah, has he to talk to himself and freak out a little bit, but 
Yeah, he's a good actor. That scene with the when when he's got the girl on his lap, Trudy. Yeah, it was a really good scene. Yeah, yeah, and when he throws her on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> that was intense. I yeah. like that. That was good. I think it, that's that's the one I was thinking would be awesome, maybe Oscar worthy. What I was worried about is Tarantino. His last couple movies um, has really pushed the western stuff. Yeah, he's really on a western kick. Huh? Yeah, I was getting a little tired of that with this. I understand, of course, there were Western movies. Western movies were a big um, genre in the 60s mm-hmm. and 70s, and then it started to dwindle off. But, yeah, I mean, you had... Um, Hateful. Hateful Eight, Django mm-hmm. Unchained, yep. which were both set in the 1800s. Right. And then you have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where it's just they about have Westerns. shows and movies. Right. Uh, Westerns based in the 1800s i was like oh, I get a little a little a little tired of that but it was good and it served its purpose for well, the context of the movie at least so did you notice bb from uh kill bill Mm-mm. jackie did right away she, i think she's I, i'm not sure um she was selling uh cliff was it the acid uh cigarettes she, she was one of the girls in the movie really yeah Yep. I did not notice that. Yeah, Jackie recognized her right away. He said, that's that's BB from uh, uh, Kill Bill. And I'm like, who? Because I couldn't hear her. <laughs> and she goes, BB. That's BB. And I go, from f- who's BB? And she goes, the little girl from Kill Bill. And I go, oh my gosh, you're right. That's who sold uh, Cliff the acid cigarette. Really? Yeah. I was like, good oh. catch, Jackie. Because I, I, I didn't notice. I caught Lena Dunham and I don't care and after that you were just oh, angry gosh yeah <laughs> gosh dude but she wasn't bad in it though no she, she had wasn't a very... her it, i had to watch the whole series girls with jackie it was, i, I was more, very annoyed <laughs> yeah no luckily she didn't have a big part at all no no she just told sundance to get tex <laughs> pretty much pretty much that was yeah. it um let's see what else so um, I think there's like a little bit of nostalgia in this. I mean, you, of course, you know, you, you know, Tarantino's favorite film has got to be Once Upon a Time in, in the West. You, you, we've known that for a while. Only because Probably some, some of the Western. Mo- yeah. Well, because some of the layouts of some of his films, some of the motifs, some of the the not not the that the lines are the same, but the way the li- the dialogue's delivered and then the music cues. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that. You can tell. And that movie is a great movie. I love that movie. Yeah. Um, but um, so you can see that, the love for that in this. And you can see like uh, him revisiting a few of his favorite movies or maybe the movies he's done in the past. And then I think there's like this nostalgia. Like, I feel like there's this like, like, hey, I miss the old Hollywood almost. Maybe Hollywood's changed so much. Yeah. Although I I got that more as a love letter to old Hollywood mm-hmm. in um, Hail Caesar, mm. the Coen Brothers movie. I got that more. I got more of that feeling out of that movie than this movie. Well, I, I just feel like... Like this is a throwback. It's not really a love letter, I would say. I feel like he, what he's doing is he's reminding us the battle between, well, the fear of TV taking movies down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And how now we have the fear of movies being taken down by 
streaming, mm-hmm. which is something that they could they wouldn't even dreamed of back then. You know, that is true. So I'm wondering if he's just trying to remind us, hey, this isn't new, and B movies are gonna save Hollywood again someday. Well, maybe. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know. It's true. I I, I kind of I like the movie overall. Um, it's not my favorite Tarantino movie. Oh, but... we got to talk about this ending though. Oh, okay, let's get there. Let's just go. So <laughs> once they get back, once Cliff and uh, Rick get back. Rick says, you know, I can't afford your services anymore, man. I got to cut you loose. So they have to go, go party. drinking. Yeah. Have to go out drinking. That's the best way. Uh, they come back home late at night and you see Sharon Tate come home and uh, uh, Sebring, Jay Sebring. And she's pregnant. So you know, it's going down. Yeah. You know, it's going down. You're like, okay, finally, this is the instance. We know history. We know Manson family goes. The night's hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We know that uh, the Manson family goes to Sharon Tate's house and murders everybody. Um, and you have the the noisy taxi come up to Rick Dalton's house because there's a gate behind Sharon Tate's, uh, in front of Sharon Tate's house. And yeah, Rick screams at them. You're dirty, Abby. Yeah. <laughs> you ever heard of a muffler? And uh, so they have to park far away and they're like scared from Rick. But then they're yeah. like, that's Rick Dalton. They realize I remember him. And they're like, Oh, that's perfect. Like we're on the mission to kill all these phonies that grew up and just told us lies. They basically taught us how to kill. How to, yeah. they taught us how to kill. Yeah. They, yeah. Because we were raised on television. Uh, did you notice that the new girl from stranger things was one of those? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And well, she's the one that, uh, the bolts. chickens out. Yeah. yeah. Which I appreciate. She, <laughs> she drove away. Oh, I forgot my knife. <laughs> Well, I like how he's like, you're going to need the keys. And look in her eyes. I knew it. I'm like, oh, this chick's going to bolt. That's so awesome. (laughs) She's one of the smart ones. Yeah. But the other three, they still walk up and their idea is go to Rick Dalton's house first. Right. Murder everybody. Then go up to Sharon Tate's house and murder everybody. Um, But good old Cliff with his acid-soaked cigarette and his pit bull. (laughs) It doesn't go down like like we thought man doesn't go down like we thought nope he's he's tripping hard at this point dude and uh man it is vicious so that's when it turns into like an over-the-top violent movie quentin tarantino movie yeah totally which doesn't match the rest of the movie but it was still (laughs) enjoyable i liked it yeah no i I was waiting for something like that oh man but yeah the, the dog basically chews up tax in multiple places right um well, he, he hits him with a dog food can first, doesn't he? Or no, that's the chick. No, that's the chick. And like gosh, her I'm, nose like, sma- yeah, like smashed in. Oh my gosh. That poor that poor girl like got the brunt of it. Oh, dude. And and then the dog tears up her face. The dog tears up her face. Um, so she's like freaking out. And, she like, grabs a gun and just starts shooting, so, so like shooting in the air. Um, the redhead, um, different redhead than George's girlfriend, whatever. Right. Um, like runs up, stabs Cliff in the hip. In, in the hip, you see the knife sticking out, and he, and he just, just goes looks nuts. At it. <laughs> yeah, dude, he just takes her like Slams he does her head across every wall the possible, phone, everything. Yeah. Smashes her skull to the point of non recognition. Yeah, I mean that was brutal scene. And the whole time, uh, Rick is <laughs> listening to pool, music. On listening the pool. to music. 
And then that girl runs out screaming yeah. blind. Yeah. Gets in the pool and he goes and what does he get out of his freaking shed? He gets the flamethrower from one of his old <laughs> the movies. Flamethrower burns her to crisp. Oh my god! Like you see brutal. what I'm saying about this doesn't She's match brutal. the rest of the movie at all. It does have a lot of things come full circle like that. <laughs> yeah, because it was in one scene. <laughs> yeah, it, it shows it shows the flamethrower come full circle, which they once they showed it in his shed earlier. I was like, they're gonna bring that back. They're I know gonna, they're gonna bring they're it gonna back. Use it. Yep. Um, bringing Cliff full circle as to being the nice guy showing that he's the nice guy. He's kind of, you know, he takes the air out of everybody, but he's still very protective. Right. Um, and yeah, basically killing three people. <laughs> um, and then you have this nice little thing at the end where Cliff goes to the hospital. He's fine. Right. No, no, no good guys died. He's like, don't even, he don't says, don't even bother and come in and visit me. You just go in there and lay naked with your wife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when Rick Dalton's out there after all the cop cars are gone, after the ambulance is gone, you see little J.C. Breen go up just... and like, hey, what happened? Hey. And what? then you hear Sharon Tate on the intercom. Which... Hey, do you want to come up and have a drink? Which that scene kind of confused me because don't you have to push the button to talk back? Uh, or did they model, make some? I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I'm even wrong. Oh yeah, it's, I've never used one of those gates. It's happily ever after. Sharon Tate's just right. up there having drinks with Rick Dalton, and, and presumably he, you know, has another little comeback in his career from this. Probably because Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski was, you know, a very well known director back then. Uh, he's known for other things nowadays yeah. but yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, good we'll... director good director yeah did rosemary's baby right uh, but yeah that's it this is, feels like kind of a patchwork because of that yeah kind of did yeah not not in a bad way completely but did you stay for the very end for the uh post credit scene cigarette commercial yeah yeah was it good that was funny yeah no that was, that was funny <laughs> take it from me rick it's dalton we didn't. We were like, I'm tired. Anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, no, it, so. it was fun. It was fun. It's just him doing an advertisement for Red Apple cigarettes. Red, I figure Red Apple cigarettes. And then, of course, once, you know, they're not rolling, he's like, oh, God, these, these horrible things. <laughs> Why did you use this picture of me? Because there's a little cardboard cut out of him. Oh. Why did you use this picture of me? Disgusting. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just a silly little thing at the end. Like, I'm okay with that. I thought it was now before they they did the commercial. I I've never seen so much smoking in one movie. That is true. That was there was a there was lot, a lot of, smoking. of smoking. And I I remember movies when I was a kid. There was always people smoking all the time. There's always like the one nervous conspiracy theorist smoking and or the evil you know, or or uh, foreigner smoking right yeah. or or journalist yeah. Or lawyers or gangsters, but yeah. there somebody was, under stress. I mean, yeah. he was smoking and coughing up half a lung. Yeah, you know, was, they may really made a point to make him cough all the time too. You notice? Yeah, I thought he was yeah. going to die of tuber tuberculosis or something. Eh, probably would later. <laughs> yeah. So, where would you rank this on your Tarantino list? Oh my gosh! For me, it would be near the bottom. The bottom tier, and none of them are bad movies, right? But Death Proof. Um, then this, then Hateful Eight would be my bottom three. Yeah, I would say that's pretty much where I'm at because yeah. I mean you still have like on those top ones like Jackie Brown, uh, Pulp Fiction, Pulp Fiction Reservoir, Reservoir Dogs. Dogs. I mean those Bill. are hard. Kill Bills. 
those are hard to beat, man. Yeah. I mean, they're really good movies that I can watch over and over and over. And Inglorious Bastards, I love them. Yeah. Inglorious, they're all, that's a fun yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, it was weird that this was almost the, had the reverse problems that Death Proof did. Yeah. Death Proof, it, it wasn't long enough. Right. Um, but they had too much dialogue. Oh, yeah. Where yeah, it yeah. slowed down the movie to a halt. And it's like, okay, I know everything about these freaking people. I don't care anymore. Yeah, I, I see that problem. Then this one, I don't think there was enough dialogue to bring, to keep the story going mm-hmm. um, without all these like big gaps of like, hey, they're driving here. Hey, they're driving here. Hey, right. there's music playing because remember the 60s, there's 60s music in this. Well, I think they were trying to bring you into that 60s mindset vibe of how things were slower yeah you know i don't know i don't know this is coming from the guy that i saw grindhouse three times the double feature of grindhouse three times in theaters and i saw inglorious bastards three times on the same day in theaters wow i'm not an impatient guy i'm not an impatient viewer no you're not (laughs) but this i was just like get on with it it there was there was that it it did have a slow vibe yeah it did i mean it did yeah um and and maybe, you know, I hate to say it, maybe Tarantino wasn't just as involved. It, it wasn't as excited about, like, going full force with this. You know, it. I kind of see it as a very uh, watered-down version of Inglorious Bastards. Because yeah, it hits some of the same it marks. Does. It's still it the revisionist does. history, like yep. Inglorious Bastards. Yep. Um, but it's not as interesting. No, no. I mean, All well, of the characters I cared about in Glorious Bastards. On well, this because, one, I'm like, eh, because you had a deflated buildup. Yeah, because they went, they made you care about that girl. Yeah, and nothing it, happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, she was fine. Nothing. She never was put in danger. Really, mm-hmm. if you think about it. Yeah, those other guys took care of it. Now, yeah. if now if they had it, where they broke into her house, and then you think, oh man, she's. This is it. It's gonna happen. But then, then Cliff shows Cliff, up. Yes, yes, that would have been I was completely different. Yeah. Then we would have had a a build up because she was actually in danger. Yeah. And because she wasn't in danger. To me, it was just kind of deflated. Yeah. It was like uh, I forget what, the, what you call it, but it it, it wasn't as satisfying. It yeah. climaxed too soon. Yeah. That's what it did. Like all the action was like just a span of five minutes and it was over. Yeah. For two and a half hours of build up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that would be much cooler if Cliff intervened. Yeah, we, he was walking the dog. They could have used yeah. that as an opportunity. Yeah. And and then Charles Manson was never shown again. He was shown that one time. And that was it. And he's just like this little creep like, oh, I thought blah, blah, blah lived here. Oh, bye. Mm-hmm. And that was it. That's it. Yep. Like, that's it? Yeah. I know he was the mastermind behind it. He right, didn't right, actually right. do the stuff. Right, he was the mastermind. But still, like, I thought that was underutilized. It would have been funny if they, they would have had him on the scene and he, he got a can to the head or something. <laughs> you know? I don't know. Because <laughs> if, if you're going to go ridiculous and off of script, it would have been funny. I was hoping he got beat up at the ranch or something. I mean, Glorious Bastards, don't they kill Hitler at the theater? Yeah, they definitely so do. They ne- shoot him in the face like five times and explode him. And that never happened. So definitely never happened. It would make sense. Let's just do that with Charles Manson. <laughs> I, I I think I I think that would be too similar. Yeah, totally. Especially if they use the flamethrower on him in the bull. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like, how cool would it be? You just see Cliff walking up. Here's the screams. You just see 
arm grabbing flamethrower. Uh. See Sharon Tate and JC bring in trouble. And then Cliff just opens up the back door. Just doesn't. Yeah. It's, it still wouldn't match the rest of the movie. It might not be as interesting, but it's still, yeah, still. Well, and his makes di- more sense a little bit. His dialogue when he's co- confronting them, and then when he recognizes him, yeah, and their names, and how nonchalant he is, and how he's that was top notch. Yeah, and then that and then what is what is what does that guy say to him? I'm something about the devil or something, and he just laughs at him. Yeah, <laughs> and then I the girl the, looks at him. I am the devil, and then prepare to die or something, and then yeah. and then the girl's like. What did you just say? Like chastising him in the middle of it mm. and making him look stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was good. That was actually really good. No, no. Yeah. Your name was something stupider than that. Rex. Yeah. Tex. Tex. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that was good. How we recognized them. And then it kind of came full circle, which was nice. Felt like it was more like a revenge for what he did. Yeah. Yeah. It's just this, this movie, I was hoping it would have been more. Right. Yeah. I am still happy that I saw it. I'm happy that Tarantino is still making movies. This is his ninth one, though, and I'm kind of worried that he's running out of, like, the gusto. Well, I know? heard there's a Kill Bill 3, and I'm like, Bill's dead. Uh, they might not. Well, it was supposed to be a sequel, as in the two daughters try to get revenge on each other. Oh. Well, that's um, different. What was her name? Brown Honey? Um... I remember her yeah. telling the little girl, you know, if you feel still feel sore about this, come exactly. After me. Now, if they do, exactly. if they have it where she comes after, if she's trying to get um, Uma, Beatrix, that would be cool. That would be cool. Like she's grown up trying to get Uma, and yeah. is it necessary though? It's not necessary, but I'll I'll, I'll watch it because the other idea that uh, Quentin Tarantino had um, was a prequel. To right, the Vega right. brothers, and that would have been cool. Uh, Michael Manson from Reservoir Dogs and um, John Travolta from Pulp Fiction. They both have their characters both have the same last names. So it's like, cool. What if we had a prequel about these brothers? But you know, John Travolta's character is dead. Right, right. So that kind of deflates it a little bit. But I don't know. They 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 do prequels with you know with all kinds of things. Yeah, I mean, you know, it'd been really cool i mean is if if they did a um well they, everyone's kind of old now but if they would have done yeah. it in the future or in the past um a prequel to the kill bills with the actual gang together you know i think they showed enough i'm okay yeah. without that but that would be kind of cool yeah that would have been cool if they would have done it long ago yeah but now i mean i the only thing i can see is the daughter growing up and actually taking revenge on beatrice yeah that's the only thing i can actually see and her her it would be cool if they showed her going through all her training to do it mm. you know yeah. but and uh, and that, that if, could be cool it, and that if i mean i know he's dead now but if bill uh had some hand in helping her in some way beforehand like it was planned in case he wasn't gonna make it yeah like a contingency plan <laughs> that would be cool that would have been cool but no well you heard what uh the tenth and final movie Quentin Tarantino wants to do is right what Star Trek does he really yeah he wants to do an R-rated huh. Star Trek movie. Um, and Simon Pegg, which he was the writer of the last one, which was really good, Star Trek Beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, he keeps saying, like, it's 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 stupid. It, it His style doesn't mesh with Star Trek. We don't want Pulp Fiction in space. And then Quentin Tarantino fired back, we do want Pulp Fiction in space. F you. Right. It's like, no, we, no, it doesn't really fit Star Trek universe. I understand he's a Star Trek fan. 
Right. But I don't think he gets like the style. I I would like to see that only it would be because interesting. it's oh, intriguing. Yeah. It is. Cuz it could be a horrible disaster. Yeah. But what if it does work, you know? I don't know. I don't know. I I would be curious to see what what that would look like. Yeah. Cuz I mean look what JJ did to and I, I I heard he hated the original Star Trek so much. He hated that he wanted to fix it. Yeah, but he didn't really fix it. I like he brought that it first to a movie. new audience. I hate that first. Movie. I love that first movie. <laughs> the second one, I'm like, yeah, it's all right. But Star Star Trek Beyond, yeah, the awesome. best by right. far of the right. three. I lo- I like I like those movies a lot because when I was a kid, I didn't like Star Trek either. My dad loved it. I loved yeah. Next Generation. No, no, I did. I loved Next Generation. I liked Deep Space Nine, but those original ones, the ones with the fuzzies everywhere. Kirk, and you're yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. No, that one, that one was goofy. Yeah. So that I like that he made those, remade them and made them cool for me to enjoy. But, yeah, that would be interesting to see Tarantino do a Star Trek movie because that's just kind of, like, random. That's just so random. I would never have put those two names together. But for like, he wants his tenth movie to be the final film of his career, <laughs> and to end it on something so weird like that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't that know. That is if weird. Work. I mean, <laughs> he should just do Indiana Jones five. <laughs> I honestly would be okay with that. That makes more sense. That makes more sense. Well, I mean, he did great with Sin City on the on his part. I mean, he had a yeah. little part of it, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was really cool. How they all the, all the directors did really well, and that made a great movie. Yeah, that I mean, first one. The second Com- one was terrible. Comic book, I can see him kind of transitioning some of his um, style to that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sci-fi. Yeah. I don't know. You know what? You know, he would be good. If, do you remember the MTV's The Mask? Did you ever watch that? Kid? MTV's The Mask? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. We'll talk about it off air. And then uh, I'll, I'll, that would be something that would be right up his style. Um, or you mean Max? Maybe it's The Max. Max. Maybe it is. I don't know. It's been years, dude. It looks like the like big muscle guy with big teeth. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Max. Yeah. Yeah. That. I mean, no one's revived that. I used to love that. See, Quentin Tarantino would do a good Spawn movie. Oh, he would. He he. I don't think he's interested in Spawn, but I think he could do it very well. Yeah. Yeah. The it's Max. The Max. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. It's been too long. I was like, The Mask. That Jim Carrey movie? No. No. Let's not no. reboot it with Quentin Tarantino. Oh, no, that would be you. very weird. I wouldn't be on board with that. But I could see him doing this or the spawn. I mean, it's a similar yeah. style, you yeah. know, because it, it, it's crude. It's it's raw. I mean, it has everything he loves. But you don't need that in a Star Trek movie. You no. don't need it to be vulgar in a Star Trek movie. Gosh, it would be it would be. I mean, I still want to see it, though. I know. It, I know it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't exist. <laughs> but I want to see what he does. It would be weird enough to see. Yeah, I would still yeah. see it. I, I'm not on yeah. board with the idea, but I would still That's see just it. just a weird. You know what else would be cool to see him do? Like, uh, I mean, if he's going to go that route, why not do like a mummy movie or, you know, like a, a good classic. mummy movie? Yeah. yeah. Like a like a because he has a, a love for movies. Why not do. OK, so you like Westerns, but why not do a horror movie from those? You know what I mean? No more I'm Westerns. Not, I mean, uh, no more Westerns. I mean, he loves Westerns, but I mean, why, why not do a horror movie from that that era? You know what I mean? Like, the, oh. like, the, like the creature from the Black Lagoon or, or you that. know something like that you know he hasn't done a straight up horror movie no he hasn't that would be interesting yeah so that'd be cool but who knows oh well but yeah once upon a time dot 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 in hollywood yeah it is what it is and it's yeah it's still worth watching i left pretty happy still i mean it's not his best movie but i i I still enjoyed it a couple caveats but it's still a good movie yeah yeah so 
Very cool. Yeah. So what are you watching right now? Um, I got my digital copy of Avengers Endgame. I've watched that. Nice. I'm getting Charlie caught up on the entire series of Venture Brothers. That's awesome. And that's that's going very well. Perfect. It's very well. I love that so show. Witty. So witty. It's very witty. But yeah. Um, I think you've seen a lot more than I have lately, though. Yeah, I've been I've been kind of rocking it a little bit. I did buy uh, Alita Battle Angel. Me too. Yeah. Um, and the kids loved it, man. They it's just, good. Yeah, and your dad loved it. I loaned it to him. That's surprising. Yeah, yeah. he was surprised. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've been watching. Um, I finished Orange Is the New Black final season. Final season. Yeah. I, I think they wrapped it up pretty good. I mean, I kind of wished that Piper would have just gone her separate ways. Um, yeah. And the reason I wish that is people forget that, um, what was her girlfriend's name? I can't remember, but uh, the girl from that 70s show played, she plays, I, I keep wanting to call her Donna, and it's not Donna. Her <laughs> name's not Donna. But anyway, um, she is the one that got her into prison in the first place. Yeah. You know? I yeah, remember. Yeah. Love conquers all. Love, she's going to forget that. And and, and at the, in the first season, it, it was kind of like, there was hatred there. Yeah, they were butting heads. Yeah. Form, former lovers scorned. Yeah. Like, that was interesting. And then I only got to the third season. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they're going to drag this out. It's going to be another, like, Weeds or Dexter, right. where they're just going to keep this freaking show going on forever, well past, you know, where it's interesting. But, yeah, I've heard the last two seasons, they really brought it back. They did. They they The last two seasons have been a little more realistic in some ways. Yeah. I think that's why. Um, but there's still more... There's still a lot of tragedy that goes on, but they they do kind of expose things that the average human won't think about. So it's really thought provoking. I, I I liked this last season, and I think they they did with other than the very ending, not me not agreeing with the very ending. Um, and it's just it's just a small qualm. I'm not unhappy, mm-hmm. uh, but I think they wrapped it up well yeah. overall. Good. Yeah, and then uh, I'm watching uh, that a show called Another Life. And the storyline's good. Like, the idea is pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's about, like, an alien uh, tower that just starts forming on the Earth. And they're trying to figure it out. And it's using signals and music. And then they kind of figure out what part of space it comes from. And, yeah. they, and we have the ability to go there. So they actually send somebody to go there. And uh, they're on their way. And a bunch of weird things are happening. But the only thing is, it, it, it starts off pretty interesting and then it gets old oh and then it, it feels like it, they're they're tipping their hat to every sci-fi movie that ever took space took place in space like aliens and it's been done so many times um so. i know even like it's basically somebody watched arrival aliens and um uh, oblivion mm-hmm. uh what's with am i missing one it's like they're all mixed together it, it's kind of like it's borrowing from everything it's not but it, it doesn't know what it's it wants to be so it so, just borrows its yeah mm-hmm. its identity, and I just the acting's terrible. The CGI is terrible. Oh, that's yeah. Uh, I don't like the CGI in this movie, but I'm gonna finish it. I'm I've got two episodes left, and then we're my my wife and I are watching Working Moms, and I really liked season one a lot. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Season two's been okay, not as good as season one yet, but it 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 kind of fun to watch because it addresses uh, things that parents get. So I kind of like that, but, um, and it's funny and they're short. That's what I like about them. They're only like, they feel like they're only like 12 minutes long sometimes. Wow. I don't know, man. It seems like we just started. You're just getting into it. It's funny. It's over. That's how I feel with the uh, easy. <laughs> There's, they're 
sometimes short episodes. There's some that are like 20 minutes. They fly by. You're like, wow. Oh, geez. That's another one. That's kind of cool. I I, I kind of like it in some ways. In other ways, I'm like, man, I wanted more. Yeah. But oh well. But that that's all I've done so far. So, what what movies we're we gonna see next? Do you think? Well, <clears throat> not in theaters, but um, there is the animated movie of Batman Hush coming out on Tuesday. Oh no way! I'm very interested to see that because that is one of the more recent. Um, like highly acclaimed Batman stories. Really, the character of Hush is very interesting. Huh. So I'm. I can't wait to see that. Um, in theaters, though, I think the next big one is going to be It Part Two. Oh that's yeah, that's a month away though. That's, that's a whole month away. That's going to be awesome. The Kitchen with uh, Melissa McCarthy, um, based on a graphic novel. Um, I'm so tired of seeing ads for that. Oh man. Yeah. It has other good actors in it, and it's an interesting idea that you have this kind of like a uh, woman mafia where they're kind of they're jumping into the world of mobsters, but then they're starting to take over. But if it was anybody other than Melissa McCarthy, I would actually care. Right, right. She, she I don't know. She just, she doesn't fit that for me. <sighs> That's just how hard, hard to believe. Yeah, some, I hate when they cast roles like that where it's, too unbelievable yeah you know and then it just it, it and it, especially when it's a good idea mm. it just kind of ruins it yeah um actually we are keeping up with handmaid's tale um it's nearing the end of this third season but honestly it's it's lost all spunk <laughs> it's lost it's lost what's made it interesting to me yeah. and to charlie uh i won't speak too much to charlie but um it doesn't matter what time of day i've been watching this recent season I'm still falling asleep. That happens to me. Yeah. Yeah. If I don't it doesn't know keep my it, interest, it's just... There's yeah. something about the dialogue and then the way it's filmed. Well, and see, that I'm okay with. The way it's filmed, it's just they're not doing much with the story this season. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Or it's, you hear about the same things, so they're just filling out every episode with, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. It's like, yeah, I let's, know. Let's, You've been saying that for three episodes. Let's do it and stop just talking it. about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, man. Well, that sucks. Well, I'm excited for it. So that that'll be it. Two, chapter two. It chapter two. Right? Chapter two or part two. Chapter two, part two. So that that's gonna be cool. So that will be cool. August, though, I don't really think that there's there's many, not a lot here. Anything man. I'll see in theaters, at least. I mean, we got Glow season three. Yes, at least. So we'll we'll probably go through binge that at and least. Preacher season four. Oh, actually, tomorrow. Yeah. I just saw that. Yeah, that's their final tomorrow. season. Two oh, hours. Man. And have you been watching Legion? No. Okay. No, I haven't. I want to. Because I love that show. There's been two great episodes this season. Like, I would say one of them is like the best episode in all history of Legion. Mm-hmm. And then this last one, it was just like they lost me again. It's, I don't know what to do with this show. It's I, back and forth. I love how cerebral it is, though. I, it's think, I'll, like, I think I'll like it. Ah, I think me, I'll really man. like it. It's like it takes it's like throwing you in a room back and forth. Oh. Hitting between walls. <laughs> Depending. I mean, I might be okay with that. Yeah. I did finish what we do in the shadows. Oh nice. That first season, man, is really good. It's so funny. I'm uh, oh, excited gosh. to see where they go. It's hilarious. Those so. bushes he trims. <laughs> oh my gosh. What is up with that? <laughs> and the werewolves, I love them. They make me laugh. I'm still waiting for a spin off. Of the what we do in the shadows movie, right? Called We're Wolves. We're Wolves <laughs> with Reese Darby. That would be awesome. That's got to happen. 
And Make it so happen cool. out there. <laughs> yeah, good show. Definitely yeah. recommend. Um, Legion, I'll catch up. Preacher, oh, can't wait for that final season. Yeah, dude. It's going to be good. Movie-wise, maybe a little break. We'll we'll do one of the shows coming up. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. Cool. Well, I guess this concludes this episode of Nerding Daily. Good day. Have a good one.